0: Brothers and sisters, it's
1: time for Angel Repair Juice. And it's time for another edition of Angel Repair Juice... Say it, man. Say it. <laughs> Say it, man. It's
0: just that. What? You're playing my favorite theme song of all time.
1: Oh, I am.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: What, what did it, what what did that like get to you? Is that what it, it was? You know, at this it, point, if there, I'm always
0: this way when I hear it.
1: Yeah, but you know, at this point, um, if we have new listeners or somebody's listening to this for the first time, they have no idea who you are yet. So why don't you tell them who you are? Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, that's ah. right. Um, uh, my you know, name is – oh, go ahead,
1: Matthew. Uh, yeah, no, go ahead. What's your well, name?
0: Well, my name is Henry Volk.
1: And my name is Matthew Pancake. See, that's that, that sort of radio-ish, podcast-y stuff that we have to do. You know, so yeah. that people know right off the bat who it is that they're ta- who it is that they're listening to. You're listening to Angel Repair Juice, as a matter of fact, and it's a program that is a particular niche. It is anime from a Lutheran perspective. The niche is Good. The niche is Life. Yeah, and that's uh, you know, come on, everybody repeat that. You gotta write that down, put it on a tattoo on your arm or something. You know yeah. Speaking of tattoos on the arm, um, Henry, all this time I thought well, uh, you know, this ties right into the concept that this show is a a show about anime from a Lutheran perspective. Has it all this time been half of a Lutheran perspective? What's going on here?
0: I don't know what you're talking about, yeah, man. Yeah,
1: this is, this is one of those times where confession is good for the soul. Um...
0: No, no confessions here. I'm no not confessions. Sure ge- not sure what you're getting. At. Well, that's funny
1: because it was on Facebook this morning. You just now, just today, had a new membership thing at the church, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So that means that all this time, you haven't actually been Lutheran. No,
0: no, no, no. I've been Lutheran.
1: Oh okay. Now, ex- that explain thing. how that explain how that works.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I, I officially joined the church back in February, but I had been going for another year or more. And then today was the official ceremony, you know, the Today was the official of, ceremony. Yeah, the, the official ceremony, but I've I've been on the books for a while now.
1: Hmm. That's interesting. Why didn't you just jump right in back in When was when when did you unofficially become a member?
0: Well, I mean, it was official. It's just that they just didn't pray to us all around, you know.
1: Oh. Not. I mean,
0: if you don't if you don't believe me, I mean,
1: Well, there were witnesses, right?
0: Well, like, yeah. It's kind of like I mean, with
1: baptism, you know, there's, you know, it's not that it's not that membership in the Lutheran Church is like a sacrament or anything like that. But but it is kind of how everybody knows who's who, you know.
0: I I mean, if you, if you don't believe me, I, I've got past episodes of Angel Repair Juice to to prove it to you.
1: Roll
0: the clip. I, uh... I have a confession. My confession is, Matthew, that I'm coming out of the closet.
1: Oh, no. No, no what?
0: Yep. What? I have come out of the closet as a Lutheran. Officially, as of
1: this morning. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. I, okay. uh, I hope this I, is, people are breathing easier now. So, what are you saying? Are you saying that... You... Did you... Did you have a membership in a Lutheran church now? Is that what you're saying?
0: Uh, yes, as of this morning. I oh. turned in my
1: papers to the pastor, and I should be on the books. Oh, really? Did yep. they did they do the thing in front of the congregation yet?
0: No, I think they
1: get everyone out of the way once a year, so it'd be like in June. Oh, okay. There is actually a, actually more than one way for somebody to become a member. Mm. You know, and it's, and it's, one of them's really simple, and one of them's really complex. I got some advice for you. Go for the complex one, just to make everybody go, "Wow!"
0: Oh, okay. good. <laughs> I'll I'll keep that in mind if,
1: if if you can get them to. Because a lot of the time they just opt for the for the simple one, and everybody yeah. miss. Basically, your whole part in it would in the simple one is, "I will with the help of God," and then he okay. then he says something and says, "I will with the help of God," and then he says something else. You know, he just keeps going through all these things. "I will with the help of God." I will with the help of God. <laughs> I've won with the hell of I've one with the hell go. I've one with the hell. I've one with the hell. Oh. Oh 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 we're back. Oh. Oh Whew. wow. That was so realistic. Yeah. Um
0: Did you remember what episode of Angel Repair Juice that yeah, was from, Matt? I
1: remember that was well actually that was a lot of, see here's the here's the issue. You should be able to say that that was thirteen or fourteen weeks ago. But the fact of the matter is, is we've had times where we didn't get a show out every yeah. week, so it's been quite yeah. a while. So now that you've refreshed my memory, how come they waited until October instead of doing uh, it in June? I,
0: I think this is just my theory, but I think they wanted to wait till uh, more near to the close of the church year. That way, you had the entire church year to amass new converts and transferees and whatnot, and we can get this done towards the close of Pentecost before Advent, Okay, my guess.
1: Okay, that makes sense. Which rite did you do?
0: You know, uh, I only ended up saying I will with the help of God one time. Oh, yeah? Yeah.
1: Only one time? Only one time. Are you sure you went up there going, dear God, what am I getting myself into?
0: i mean i mean i had, I had a pretty thorough idea of what I was getting myself into, but like I said today well, it was go ahead, it was more for everyone else than it was for me
1: yeah, well, so they, so that they can see you and say, Hey, hey, that's a Lutheran,
0: yeah, yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> now they recognize you as a Lutheran. Yep. Yeah, it's not quite the same as ordination, but at least, you know, this way you've got witnesses that say, Ah, you see, he's not just a new convert now. He's not just on the books. He's one of us. One see, of now, now- Yeah, now what are you going to do? You belong now. <laughs> There's no backing out now.
0: No, no. See,
1: it's like leaving a gang. You just can't do it. <laughs> you know? It's not like leaving a cult. It's like leaving a gang. There's a very big difference. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's do some. Let's do some contact info before we forget to like we did last time. We do have that. I mean, I'm looking at the show notes and they're not there now. Let's see. Let me oh. let me make a guess here. AngelRepairJuicePC at gmail dot com. Did I get that right? If I finally yes, get this did. memorized, angelrepairjuicepc at gmail.com is where you can send us email if you would like to do that. You can also find us on WordPress, and that is angel Um If you just Google it, it turns out. Angel Repair Juice. There just is no other Angel Repair Juice out there on the Internet. Just put it in. Angel Repair Juice. Boom. We also have on Facebook, there's a page there, Angel Repair Juice. There's also um, you know, the group, Angel Repair Juice. We do silly things in there. And uh, the and the Twitter account is what is that uh, Henry? That one I at got.
0: Capital A R J Uncapital Capital Podcast.
1: Yeah, I don't, yeah, I'm not certain that on Twitter the caps actually mean anything. It it looks like something, but
0: oh really? I've, oh, okay, it may not. Happen. See,
1: it's a holdover. It, most of the stuff with Twitter is a holdover from um, you know sending texts on phones. Because uh, that, originally that's how you got things onto Twitter was you sent a text. That's why that's, did not know that. That's why there's a limit to the number of of, of characters you can use. It's the same oh. as it was for sending a text. You know, send an SMS text. You send that, and that used to post on Twitter. So, but either way, you got a Angel Repair Juice A R J podcast. At that's what it is on Twitter, right? Yeah. Okay, now I've got that memorized. So we got that. You know, we actually have this all backwards now. We were supposed to do the flashback sequence after the contact info. If you guys have been waiting to find out how to contact us, we're sorry. Yeah. No. <laughs> wait, wait, but, you know, we can't keep using the excuse we're new at this. We, we no, can't we keep can't. doing that. Okay, so you want to do the the uh, recap roundup? We're not exactly sure what to call that yet. We need somebody to name this thing for us.
0: Yes, if yeah, you, you name it, we will give you a prize.
1: Yeah, and that well, I have no
0: idea what the prize is going to be, but we're going to get it.
1: Well, yeah, well, don't say it that way. You're going to get it. That's oh,
0: okay.
1: Don't say <laughs> I mean, it that way. I mean,
0: I mean, I mean the prize. Not, <laughs>
1: not before. Not yeah. before I'm about to read a, a paragraph or two about One Punch Man. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So let's begin that thing that they call. The, the the roundup. This week, Saitama, a.k.a. One Punch Man, gained a disciple huh, while, while taking out Mosquito Girl. Yeah, I know. These names are flying by really quick. What can I do? This episode begins with Saitama unable to properly whack a mosquito that's bedeviling him while he's outside trying to water his cactus. But soon, that reveals that the city is under attack from a huge swarm of mosquitoes, and they're attacking and sucking people dry. And a new hero appears in the form of Genos. He's a cyborg. And... He first takes on Mosquito Girl, but quickly finds himself in trouble. Saitama comes to his rescue, and Genos insists on becoming Saitama's disciple. Meanwhile, a secret organization that created Mosquito Girl wants to capture Saitama and study him, so they send their strongest minions. Is this the end for Saitama and Genos? No, not not really, since Saitama has to get back to his apartment to water his cactus and go to the local co-op to get food for dinner. I don't think that that's going to be a problem.
0: This week on Young Blackjack, Izama or Blackjack, and his friend Yabu, along with some strangers, awaken in an abandoned warehouse and find themselves strapped down to steel beds. Both Izama and Yabu owe a shady character some money, and for compensation, he plans to harvest their organs. A client of his, a cult leader, is dying and needs a heart transplant. Only Hazama and another man named Raymond's hearts prove to be compatible matches, and the other debtors, including Yabu, are released. However, Yabu runs back to the warehouse to save his friend. Hazama and Raymond are supposedly saved when their captor receives news that the doctor to perform this live heart transplant, Dr. Joker, <laughs> was unable to come to Japan as he is currently hiding from interval The cult leader's followers won't have it, and Hazama is wrangled into performing the surgery. Or else. Yabu begs him not to, but the prospect of being the first person in Japan to perform a heart transplant is too tempting for Blackjack. Will Hazama perform the surgery? Will Yabu be able to stop him? Will I be able to stop talking like this? Find out on episode 2 of Young Blackjack.
1: In this week's Lance and Masks, Yotaro goes to demand an explanation from Makio's father for why Makio lives all alone, only to be, only to be confronted by his right-hand man and fellow knight, Kongoji Gai, who is under orders to make Makio, take Makio overseas for her own protection. When Makio is taken by force, Yotaro has to take on Kongoji, but he's vastly outmatched until Yotaro's father, the legendary knight Shin Hanabusa, sends a coffin containing his legendary lance, Rungomanyad, that Yotaro uses to defeat his fellow knight and rescue Makio. Later, we learn that Yotaro's father and Makio's father know each other, and apparently Shin failed to protect Makio's mother from dying. Shin tells the elder Kiduan that Yotaro is to protect the princess this time.
0: This week on Mobile Suit Gundam, Iron-Blooded Orphans, Mikazuki emerges with Gundam Barbatos to fight Garlahorn's forces. He engages Lieutenant Crank and rookie fighter Ayn Dalton. Crank is amazed to discover that his opponent is only a child. After much battle, Mikazuki and Gundam Barbatas emerge victorious and Garlahorn is forced to retreat. The members of the Christ Guard security are left to clean up the carnage of the battle. Lieutenant Crank is reprimanded by Commander Orlis for his defeat. Crank decides to return to Mars single-handedly. Meanwhile, Garlhorn officers feel Commander Orlis has something secret up his sleeves and is up to no good.
1: anti-magic academy continues as a necromancer has been killing people according to him he's not killing children unleashing a monster to destroy the academy and all the inquisitors there Tori is caught in in the emergency and although she puts up a valiant struggle against the monster she is quickly dispatched as the other members of the 35th test platoon do what they can to help when Takeru takes on the monster, it's clear that he's outmatched until a Relic Eater named Lapis appears to form a contract with Takeru and become an armored witch hunter.
0: This week on Attack on Titan Junior High, spring has come, and that means Armin hasn't been to school all winter, as he has an extreme aversion to cold weather. I mean, I mean, who can blame him? Mr. Shadis informs the students that they are to bring Armin back to school pronto. And also he informs them that they have until the end of the day to pick what club they're going to be in, or he will do it for them. The gang stops to pick up some meat buns for Armin, but on their way they encounter a hungry titan who plans to consume the delectables. Just when the tasty buns are about to be gobbled up, Levi swoops in and saves everybody's buns. And that's when Funimation decided to stop working, and I couldn't pull up anything on the app, and it was really frustrating. And that is this week's Anime Roundup Thing.
1: Anime Roundup Thing. <laughs> yep. The thing that rounded up anime, that rounded up to the nearest dollar. No, okay. So, what did you think of your shows this week, except for the one that you couldn't finish?
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Attack on Titan was looking really good, but then I just couldn't couldn't watch any more of it. It
1: it got better after (sighs) that.
0: Don't don't say that. Tell me it was horrible and it was awful. No, why would you want me to say that? Because I can't watch it, and I really want to. What? And I, I don't know why. I can't get the app to work and it's just very depressing. Yeah. But yeah, on it a is. wider note, uh, the other two shows were very excellent. So I'm going to start with Gundam again. I, I'm starting to feel that they may do the typical Gundam thing and have a very long series. Um, you know, a lot of your Gundam series... At least the older ones are the fifty-two episode series, which yeah means that you're in for the long haul. It, it, it seems like either with, with Gundam, they're either fifty-two episodes or they're thirteen or less. There are some that had the twenty-six um, episode series, but um, yeah, I got a feeling because this episode moved so much slower than, than the first one, so. It, I was hoping that they would just do like a 13 episode series. Um, You know, which reminds me, I don't want to get off on a a huge rabbit trail, but someone had had put a post in the group about how that uh, the reason that we see so many of these 13 episode series now is that uh, people just don't have the attention span or the time really to, to watch a 52 episode series or, you can go Shonen and jump, and you have like a 300 episode series. People just don't have the time to invest um, in watching anime, especially in Japan um, and over here as well. So I like these 13 episode series because they're just very compact. They're good, and I can move on to the next thing. You know, um, but I mean it kind of depends. It, it depends on the series, and but you know, sometimes 52 episodes, especially with a show like Gundam can just seem like it goes on forever because it's a, a, it's kind of a slow-moving show anyways, you know. So uh, I'm not sure what they're going to do with this, but it kind of feels like they're going that direction because the story did move a lot slower. There, there wasn't a, a lot of huge plot points.
1: Did they make an announcement of how many episodes it was going to be?
0: You know, I, I haven't looked. It would be worthwhile for me to do that. Here,
1: let me see if but, I can. But just... Keep talking. I'll see if I can okay. find it.
0: Yeah, but just... Judging by this episode, you know, there was really nothing that happened. you know it was just like the after it was the aftermath of episode one and to to have a whole episode just kind of devoted to the af- the aftermath of episode one uh, with no particular point or, or plot of its own it kind of tells me this is going to be a drawn out series. could be wrong, but for those of you who like that kind of thing, you should be happy. But I was hoping that they would kind of change it up and do something a little more concise, something a little bit more um oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh a little more compact, I guess you could say.
1: Well, according to what I'm finding it's twenty five episodes. Okay. That's what it does.
0: So it that's not too bad. Um I mean it'll run two seasons then. Uh yeah, that's not horrible you know if i just hope that it kind of picks up after today i mean the first part of the episode was was great he had this great action scene uh with gundam uh Barbatas. uh but, but then the rest just kind of dragged and there wasn't anything really significant that i felt happened so uh, that was that was i mean it was good it was enjoyable don't don't get me wrong it's it, it's worth watching But that kind of confirms what I'm thinking that they're going to do. So, but Young Blackjack, oh man, it it just keeps on getting better and better. Um, I mean, this show just, I don't know, just kind of grabs you and and forces you to pay attention to it. And the storylines are amazing. Um, So far, the episodes are self-contained, which I I do kind of like sometimes in an anime series. And Typically what happens, and I have a feeling this is going to happen with young blackjack, is that you'll have series where the first maybe four to six episodes are self-contained, and then after that they start kind of weaving uh, a, a main story to where they can work things you know, towards like a, a finale at the end, depending on how, on how many seasons they run this show. But, I mean, it was good. It was exciting. Uh, there, there was... I'm just going to say, there's a huge twist at the end. It, it doesn't end like like you think it, it 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 won't end like you think it will. Um, I'm just going to leave it there. Okay. I didn't want to spoil it because <laughs> in some ways, it's a, it's a, it's a, in some ways, it's an anti climactic twist, but it's a good twist, and um, I didn't see it coming at all. So it's it's just it's great. You really need to be watching this series because it's so good.
1: Well, have you been watching One Punch Man?
0: You know, I, I've been meaning to, but I I really just haven't had the time this week.
1: That's uh, that's sad because it's they're they're proving that they're that they're being very creative with this this whole thing with mosquito girl. They have a swarm of mosquitoes that they're announcing, say, everybody stay indoors because the mosquitoes are just terrible. And the fact of the matter is, is they're they're ravenous. This they have this uh, scene where this guy gets attacked by these these uh, mosquitoes. And you get these close-ups of mosquito faces, you know, sucking the blood, and he's like, ah, and he's got millions of them <laughs> cool. on him, and he's like, ah, being sucked dry, you know, hits the ground, and and all of that, and just the general hilarity of it. Like, here's here is a, a secret organization that wants to capture Saitama and study him. Good luck with that, guys. <laughs> He's just not. He just has. It's a, it, it, There is a part of this that's a de- deconstruction of Superman and all of these like ultra superpowered characters because what they've done is they've eliminated um, every weakness that he could possibly have, including oh you're going to attack my loved ones. I don't actually have any. Uh, <laughs> I don't have anybody that I really care about. I mean, you know, entire sections of the city destroyed and all that stuff. I don't care. I'm going home. I got to get groceries and you know, because Japanese people don't buy groceries once a week. They buy them every day. So you go to the co-op, you get your stuff, you go home, you make something to eat tonight, you know, and you finish it up. That's what he does. He gets done beating up somebody, one punching someone to death. There's some scene in there where it's like, these people are winding up for the big, huge punch, you know, that's supposed to do the thing. And he's, and he says in Japanese in a really low voice, he says, Consecutive regular punch punches, and he's down because <laughs> that's his super punch. Knows consecutive regular punches, done. I didn't take much. <laughs> he has no he has no weaknesses, except if for some reason he can't kill one mosquito. And that he's in that he's just like you and me. You know the the bug that you can't squash, and it makes you angry. That 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 was him. That that was him. It was, and it's and it's just, it, it, there is hilarity in it, but there's also like lots of crazy action. Genos is a cyborg who's got this crazy long backstory. You can tell they're going to have fun with people's backstory. Saitama says, I don't want to hear it. I really, you know, I'm good. I don't need to. And then because he's a cyborg, it starts off kind of slow, but his voice keeps getting faster and faster and faster and faster because he's telling this big crazy long story and then tells it again and again. And then tells it again a different way, and finally Saitama has to stop him. Goes, shorten it to twenty and twenty words or less. Now, I'm done. <laughs> I don't want to hear it anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: that's cool. Now, I now here's now, here's my thing. Um, you know this. At first, I did not know for certain if I would care much for Anti Magic Academy. I, I didn't know until it only took two episodes for for me to decide yeah i'm going to follow this. Do you remember you said to watch or i told you to watch Blue Seed and you actually found it. You watched it, right? Yeah. And yeah. and you learn a lot about like the Susanna O legend with the Kushinada and the the Kusanagi and all of that stuff. This show's yes. doing that too. It's it, it, it's oh, taking really? a different Oh yeah, because because i i this didn't connect immediately when i first but Takeru Yamato. And I'm saying it that way because, you know, just like the battleship Yamato, Yamato is named after Takeru. He was one of the, the legendary wielders of the Kusanagi, which is a sword uh, that okay. is the you know the imperial sword. You know, they, they say that it's still sequestered away someplace in Japan. You know, and this legendary sword. So he's actually, the, the lead character's name is is about that now he he gets I, this is the reason that I posted that thing i'll I'll talk about this in a second. I posted a thing on on uh on uh Facebook earlier about cock Robin with my last I when when the relic eater shows up and gives him this he he gets this armor that looks very much medieval because there it's a mix of sort of Japanese um, story, Japanese mythology, and European. His armor mm. looks an awful lot like something that someone in, you know, the medieval period would have worn as a knight. You know, except that you know it has this azure glow, which is some, something that the kusanagi was supposed to have. He's, <laughs> he he is the kusanagi sword. He is the grass cutter. the The long form name for the for the kusanagi sword means the sword of the gathering storm of heaven and it's just like oh this is going to be so good because i love it when they put this mythology stuff into there
0: oh yeah yeah that's you know like
1: it just yeah go ahead go ahead
0: yeah yeah i was gonna say that like with blue seed they really like wove it in in this really cool way but it was kind of like watching um uh, Darren Aronofsky's Noah. It's like they flipped it on its head. Yeah, with like this environmental spin. Um, so it's to me from what I from what I understand about the uh, about the myth is that Blue Seed like did everything like almost in reverse. Um, almost, yeah. Almost, which was really interesting. But um, yeah, I you couldn't do that with like Christianity in our culture. Um,
1: no, uh, actually, you can't. You, c- you, know. you can't even you can't even do, like I'm gonna, um, you know Whether you have or not, it doesn't matter because we're talking about Neon Genesis on the other side. But um, you know, did you get to see the rest of Madoka Magica this week? No, I didn't. You see, you couldn't. That couldn't be made in the United States. That that, if they, somebody said, "Oh, that would make a great live action thing," they could make a show here in the United States. No, they can't. They can't do it. There's a lot of reasons why they can't. And they won't. They, they, it just wouldn't be done because it would just be way, way off. And the, the people. I mean, th- there hasn't even been somebody say, "Let's make Evangelion into a into an American movie thing or whatever." Said so, nobody. They're just not going to touch it. They just won't. Yeah. You know? and well, bes- and besides which, some of what goes on with with Japan. Uh, Third, see here is the thing: is "Lance and Masks" is actually a, an episode ahead, so I sort of combined two episodes into into one recap on here because oh, okay. they started early. I didn't realize this, and uh, I I have figured out exactly what L- "Lance and Masks" is about. It's about the declining birth rate in Japan. Oh, okay. Makio, the little girl, is is a stand-in for the children of Japan who are left alone. They're sort of growing, having to grow on their own, and there's only there's a small number of them. In fact, in this case, so small that there's only one. Somebody's got to protect this. Somebody's got to do something to protect her, or or else there's going to be trouble. You know, it, it suddenly just it dawned on me. You know, the, and here was and the reason was is because of the knight's devotion to the child. Somebody's got to protect her. Or else, you know, all of our destinies is gone. It's, I'm going to like watching this one now. Because at first I wasn't certain what, you know, what's the, what's the deal with this show? It's just There's a knight running around. There's knights, this old order, you know, this old way of, of thinking that's sort of juxtaposed against this new world that's sort of disjointed and doesn't know itself. This new world doesn't. And it's like, oh, this old way of thinking that used to work. Has to do something about this mess that's being left by this next generation. In fact, Machio's Machio's father is depicted as you know being this um, CEO of a great corporation. He's in this huge tall building, you know, and he's in there and he's making decisions and all of this. and And his little girl is off in a in a castle someplace all by herself, Neg- totally neglected child. Huh. Yeah, it's 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 obvious a metaphor you, uh, for. And the thing is, is this is a problem in all of the West. It's a particular problem for the Japanese because they're a homogenous society. They don't just bring people in from outside. You know, yeah. people don't immigrate. They're, they are, you know, insular. And if their birth rate drops, you know, like in the next 30 years, they're looking at a, at a huge drop in the in the population because so many so many people are elderly. Yeah, they're going to die and then suddenly the population is going to drop and who knows what happens after that they don't even know
0: I think that they have a way of doing social commentary that um, at least we're not used to so I have to kind of retract what, what I said earlier I think that we, we do play with symbolism and we do play with themes and messages here in America but when we do we're almost always criticized for it Yeah, you know Um I think it's been a while since we've had a a mainstream show. I think probably the best example of something modern that's dealing with issues is Walking Dead. You know, it's kind of this commentary on um, maybe just the despair people have, you know, um, similar to like uh, the themes in Attack on Titan and whatnot, you know.
1: Yeah. So now, didn't we do that earlier? You said whenever we whenever we do this kind of theme, when when Japan does it, it looks like Attack on Titan. When we do it, it looks like The Walking Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Well. So, so you're right. Cause... Actually, you're not the first person to to mention that that would be, you know, what's going on with The Walking Dead. It's kind of like, you know, you know here I am in this world that is sort of crazy, out of control. I don't fully understand everybody in this world sometimes. I feel like they're out to get me. I'm not certain who my friends are. Yeah, what does that sound like? <laughs> yeah. It sounds just like The Walking Dead, yeah. you know, with the metaphor of here's all these zombies all over the place. They were created by this out of control world that that I'm stuck in, and I'm never really certain who my friends are. Never really certain what's going on or or how I'm going to survive it. You know. That's, it's, you know, one of those few things, few times that we get to do that. And, you know, like you said, not just get out and out criticized for it. So, yeah. So it would be nice if, you know, we could be that open with, like, explore what does that mean? What does it mean to do this or think this way or, or, you know, even play with, like, Christian symbolism or religious symbolism. In the United States, you get... You know, I don't mean to sound crass, but he could crucified for it. So Yeah. So Yeah. Okay. So we want to end this here little discussion, go on to the other side of the break and talk about uh, what you said. Ready? I think it's a good spot to do that. Okay, then in a few moments we're gonna be back with more Angel Repair Juice and Neon Genesis Evangelion. I'm going to do that no, to you. I'm no, going to do that to you no. because I've run into people who that's exactly how they pronounce it because that's what They're they were wrong. doing when it first came out. So be we'll be back face. with more Evangelion in just a moment.
0: Don't miss us too much. Nishimura here at Indiana Comic-Con, and you're listening to Angel Repair Juice.
1: Welcome back to Angel Repair
0: Juice.
1: No, Henry. Yes, I know that that's the theme for Madoka Magica instead of yes, Neon Genesis. Got
0: kind of got kind of excited.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, but I play. But I played the 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 theme for um, for for Neon Genesis at the beginning because yes. because like like I was telling a friend of mine yesterday that theme song for people who like the show because it's you know, I can't think of anybody who's really indifferent. There's you either hate it or you love it. You know, there's yeah. I can't think of anybody. But for anybody that loves it that theme song has the same effect on them as the theme for Legend of Zelda does on Zelda's fans. As soon as you hear that as soon as you hear that music, you're taken back. You're like, oh, "Wow, there it is." <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a,
0: good, it just, that's a good way to put it.
1: It does. It it has that same nostalgic excitement sort of comes back. It may be fleeting, but it's still there. Oh know? yeah. It still brings that whole thing back. So, you know. And you know what? I did some digging and some digging and some digging and apparently there is a Blu-ray version of the original series in Japan that you can buy, okay. um, but there's not an American version of it, and you may never huh. and you may never see the original American version of it with the localization. Because remember, what was it? I think it was on on Facebook. I was talking about um, wow, this is so 90s, which is not actually a bad thing. Sometimes I say that, and it's like yeah. wow, that's so 90s. You know, <laughs> is to say that why are we still doing things like we did in the 90s? It's 2015 but listening to the going back and listening to the track it's like going oh i know all of these voices because they're all ADV films voices oh
0: here's, yeah here's yeah. here's
1: the problem all of that stuff that that company is gone you know and i don't exactly, have, yes. and i have no idea who owns the rights to those audio tracks that they created um, for that who there's it's i mean it, theoretically genion owns them but the thing is is genion kind of fell apart and yeah. Funimation wound up with their assets. But yeah. who knows what assets actually came with them. Yeah. Well, I, so, well,
0: Funimation has some rights. They they have rights to rebuild. Yeah. But I'm trying to think with Evan going, it got – and this may have been when ADV was still around. Somehow manga entertainment had the rights to, to AVA for a while, I believe. But that may be ancient history. But I want to say Funimation,
1: I think. Yeah, so if you actually wanted to watch this thing today, this is, you know, it's interesting for people like, you know, like me and you, I guess, you know, we got got it up on the shelf. So it's sort of a done deal. It's sort of like, you know, if if you want it, you pull it down, you put it in, right? Yeah. But imagine somebody listening to our show and they're like, oh, I'd love to see, oh, it's not really out there. It sort of is, but it's that new one, which there's nothing wrong with the new one, but. It just you know this original one is the one I'm assuming it's the one that you want to talk about, or you just want to talk about the story in general
0: well i'll I'll focus on on the original series, but um I'll branch out into the, the franchise generally yeah the, I mean that's a problem because it's a classic series and unlike other classic series say like um Cowboy Bebop or uh Sailor Moon or other really influential series from the nineties uh Ava is just not around, and I, I think it just got stuck in licensing purgatory yeah. and moved on to licensing hell because it's
1: – It's an orphan show. It's another it, one of those shows like I complain about all the time.
0: Definitely, you know, and, it, and it's a shame because it's such a great show, and it's it's still extremely popular, especially in Japan. It's, it's all over the place in Japan and rebuild.
1: Well, you remember when we talked in the news about them redoing one of their bullet trains?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm really surprised, um, because with it being the 20th anniversary of AVA this year, that they haven't released something in America. Uh, A few episodes back, we mentioned on the Anime News Roll, and we were we're still doing that, that they had a special DVD slash Blu-ray release of uh, the original series. Yeah,
1: that's the one I was talking about before.
0: Yeah, and and that's, I mean, that that was a huge deal. But that's in Japan. It's in Japan. You can import it,
1: but, you know.
0: Yeah, it doesn't do you much good. So...
1: Well, they do include English um, subtitles on, on imported stuff now. It's not even imported. There's an English subtitle track on Japanese stuff now.
0: Yeah, but then you had to have a, a region. Was it what are they? Region five?
1: Not if it's Blu-ray. There isn't a region. There isn't a region lockout for Blu-ray. Oh, okay. I I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. there is for DVD. Okay. Which well. now, which nowadays though, doesn't mean so much it used to until until Microsoft decided that they were going to stop including DVD players with the with the computers and stuff like that. Oh. So now, if you do like like I have on here, Cody, Cody automatically uh, um, detects what the region is. Oh, you know, and it just wow. cha- it just plays it. It doesn't care. You know, it used to be. Huh. Remember, remember when it used to be that you could change it and it said, but you can only change it five times, and then after yeah. that you're stuck, right? Yeah, and yeah. It's like, and it's like, well what on earth who'd come up with that restriction? That's crazy. You know, yeah. but but that I mean if it's Blu ray, there is no restriction.
0: Well, I did not know that. Yep. Well that's good. That that gives you a um, legitimate option there. But yeah, I mean you could either buy the D V D sets which are really expensive.
1: Yeah, if you can uh, find them. If there you can was, find them. There was a thing on Amazon where someone was selling one for over $300. Yeah. A box set of, of Evangelion. Yeah. it's Over 300 bucks. Wow. Uh, I mean,
0: <laughs> you could maybe try to find the VHSs, which I still have. Um, I don't know if the old Toonami edit is streaming anywhere. Did, nope. Th- does Adult Swim still have
1: that up? I've, nope. Not that uh, I could find. I was that would, that would be cool to find actually, was, but yeah, it would. But it's not there. <laughs> huh. So
0: wow. So yeah, I mean, you're not left with too many options. But someone had actually um, commented about this on the page, not on the page, but in the group the other day, and I said that if you can watch the first movie of the rebuild, you know, the it's, uh, Evangelion uh, 1.11, that is pretty much a faithful recap. Um, of the first six episodes of the original series. So if you watch that movie, you do get a really decent idea of what's going on in Evangelion, because pretty much everything was left unchanged. Now, Evangelion 2.22, the second movie in the Rebuild uh, saga, is completely different uh, than what goes on in the series. So before I get into all that, I guess we should probably just explain what, what Evangelion is. And of course, if you know anything about Greek, or if you just pay attention in church at all, you've probably heard um, the word evangelion, or uh, one of its kind of related words like um, evangel or evangelism or um, yeah. evangelist, uh, evangelion, or in Greek would be pronounced euangelion is just the word for gospel, good news. And there's two different titles for evangelion um the the english is neon genesis evangelion which is gospel of a new generation uh genesis doesn't mean origins or beginnings like people think that's not really the case think of the word genetics genealogy genes genesis is generation um, but then the the japanese title shin shaky evangelion is gospel of a new century and Evangelion is chock full of Christian and Jewish Gnostic and uh, Kabbalistic imagery, uh, not really theology. So it's going to be different than Motica Magic in that it, it doesn't really have a, a gospelish, Christianish message. It's basically all imagery. And somewhere online, I had read a quote from one of the um, from someone who had actually worked on the original series. And he said, we basically threw all this in to be innovative, uh, to be different. It was kind of controversial, but it didn't really mean anything. And if you have seen the series and if you think back, you could basically strip out all of the Christian imagery and still have a very cohesive uh, show. So for the most part, it is kind of like aesthetic, but it worked. Um, So uh, I stole this from Wikipedia just because I was too lazy to type it out myself. So this is the basic plot of Evangelion. In the year 2015, 15 years after a global cataclysm known as the Second Impact, teenager Shinji Ikari is summoned to the futuristic city of Tokyo 3 by his estranged father, Gendo Ikari, the director of a special parliamentary force, NERV. Shinji witnesses the NERV forces battling an angel, uh, one of a race of giant monstrous beings whose awakening was foretold by the Dead Sea Scrolls. Nerves giant evangelion bio machines synchronized to the nervous system of their pilots are the only weapons capable of keeping the angels from annihilating humanity.
1: So, so it's a the giant robot series. No, no,
0: <laughs> it's not because, as you find out in the series, that although they look like giant robots, the evangelians. Are not robots at all.
1: Yeah, as so, matter, as a matter of fact, there's one part in there where there's you have an Ava and you have a giant robot, you know, mm-hmm. the one that's kind of you know lost control and it's got the the nuclear reactor in it and it's going to go go off and you know, this that's part of part of the the sort of deconstruction that Ono was doing with that.
0: Yeah, and that it's actually a perfect segue because that's what I was going to talk about next uh, Hideki Ano. He wanted the series to be the deconstruction of the mecha genre, and he he just nailed it because um, Shinji Ikari, the 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 main character of Evangelion, is the complete antithesis of the typical mecha genre protagonist. Um, You typically the 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 mecha uh, genre protagonist is he's always happy, he's upbeat, he has drive, he's confident, he has goals, he's uh, pure um he's he's good he's um he's just all of those kind of like qualities of a hero that you expect you know he's faithful and loyal and dutiful and shinji akari is just none of those, those things he's weak and he's sniveling and uh he's depressed and he has n- no sense of any self-worth and he he's indifferent and he's cold and he hates and he's pathetic <laughs> you know, to, and to is, some
1: extent he's a little bit manipulative too. He,
0: and he's manipulative, yeah, he, he is. And he's and he's the main character. And so
1: you you the potential savior of, of the world.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's the potential savior of the world. And um I'm trying to think I had some other points as far as the deconstruction. Well the fact that the Evangelians aren't really mechas, but that may or may not be related. But that the fact that the that the good guys, in some ways, are actually bad guys. You know, um, it's it's not your typical mecha genre thing. It's not like the the good guys are the good guys and the bad guys are the bad guys. It's it's one of those things where it's like, well, at the end of the day, no one is really good, and that's where the, the themes in Evan. Um, <laughs> I almost did it. I almost did it, <laughs> but I caught myself. The main theme in Evangelion is, you could say, original sin. Um, it's it's you don't see a lot of virtue. You don't see a lot of this clear cut. You know, we're the good guys and they're the bad guys. Um, it, and along that vein, it's there's not a lot of hope in the series, um, which I'll get into this as I as I go through the story. But it, it's this uh, real portrayal of someone who's just doesn't care you know who Who knows how bad he is and how worthless he is um not that he even does bad things but just that he, he knows in his heart of hearts that he's just a bad person and that he doesn't really care about anyone else but himself so uh, to work through some of this imagery the evangelion is just splattered with crosses there are crosses all over the place in evangelion and typically these characters called angels which the Japanese could also be rendered apostles, but angels, this kind of makes more sense. Uh, whenever one of those get destroyed, they often explode into the shape of a giant cross. So there are two main angels, and I just want to say this, too, before I get really into this, because Evangelion was like my thing, because I feel like a lot of uh, the episode planning and the production was really ad hoc, because there was this constant struggle of funding for Hideki, Ando, and Gainax...
1: Oh, uh, yeah, keep going. I I actually have some news about that for you in a little bit. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, go ahead. So, yeah, there was this constant struggle about having enough funding, and I feel that their funds and the way things unraveled during the production significantly shaped the way that the story went. So – and and most people will say that too. But what what really um, fascinated me about Evangelion was not necessarily the battle sequences or or the animation or the acting – because all of those things, I think you could say, were kind of subpar. Um, but the storyline, even even the storyline, wasn't very coherent. But what really caught my attention was the mythology behind it, and because it was so esoteric, it was so mysterious. You just wanted to make sense of everything, but you didn't. You never got all of the the pieces, and it's it's totally front loaded, like Matthew would say. There's tons of stuff at the beginning that only makes sense at the end. But but the whole time you're trying to to figure out okay who are the angels like why is everything the way it is and they kind of string you along and I, I feel like if you were watching this in the '90s you still wouldn't have uh, came out with, with a like a, co- a coherent theory of like what everything was because just because they were virtually broke you know at the time they did the last two episodes but. Uh, once it became a phenomenon and a hit, they got more money. They went back and did some director's cuts. They did movies. They're doing rebuild. And so, you, know, Evangelion as a franchise has tons of spin-offs. You know, you have the rebuild of Evangelion movies, you have the original series, and there's tons of manga series. So I've never read all of the manga, but uh, at the time that they were doing the anime, the anime came first. And they did a manga series, which ended sometime last year, I believe. But then they also had these spinoff mangas. I'm looking at them right now. One was called Angelic Days, which was a, a look into this dream sequence in the last episode, which I mentioned on the last episode of Angel Pear Juice. Then when I was at Half Price Books the other week, I picked up another one they have called Campus Apocalypse. And what's interesting about this one is I believe that their campus is a church and every so many pages, there is this blank page that has the Lord's Prayer on it, and the cross, in the second volume, which is very interesting. Just more of the symbolism that's in the original series. But uh, without giving away too much of this of the, the mythology behind it, I feel it's probably a good idea to set this up. So uh, there are 17 angels in the original series that Shinji and the other Ava Ava pilots have to defeat. And the first primary angel, his name is Lilith. And uh, actually these two angels, they don't end up fighting, but they're the the primary angels in the series. So the angel Lilith is detained in the Heart of Nerv's facility in a special chamber called Central Dogma. Uh, When we first see Lilith, she's crucified on a giant red cross and is immobilized by giant nails in her hands and uh, she has a spear, which is called the Lance of Longinus. Uh, in some of the uh, Roman Catholic uh, hagiography, Longinus is the uh, name of the soldier who had the spear that pierced Christ's side. So she has a spear in her side. She has a mask, which features the secret organization's uh, steles, uh, It has their insignia on it. It's um, a downward-facing triangle with seven eyes, which is recalls the image of the lamb who was slain from the book of revelation and all human life is derived from Lilith or more precisely from the primordial sloop or LCL fluid that that leaks from her torso. Uh, she's like the second angel, but the first angel's name is Adam. He's named after Adam in the book of Genesis. Um, all angels, except for Lilith and the Lilin or humans are descended from Adam and possess the fruit of life and that's the source of all the angels' powers and immortality, and it's also called an S2 engine. Um, Now, in the spinoff, there was a spinoff game in Japan called uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion 2, and I think it was only released in Japan. Um, It's stated that Adam and the White Moon were planted by an unknown unknown first ancestral race as the intended uh, progenitor of life on Earth. And I want to say that's also mentioned in the director's cuts, but I'm not sure. So Adam was discovered within the white moon, uh, buried under Antarctica. And it, you find out that there's two moons. There's the black moon and the white moon. And uh, the nerve headquarters, Tokyo 3, this underground city, was created by the, this moon. Uh, but this white moon was buried under Antarctica. And during the Katsuragi expedition, which uh, the uh, Katsuragi was uh, Misato's father, Dr. Katsuragi, Um, during his exposition, the the white moon was experimented on with the spear of Longinus and the failure of the experiments results in this giant, um, of white emerging from the moon. And it looks like an Evangelion. And this is called the second impact. And so Adam, um, is reduced down to this embryonic form and his soul is reincarnated in a coward, uh, Nagisa, and he's the 17th angel. Uh, and he's, like, really um, influential for, the, like, the last, uh, actually, in the last episode. No, not in the last episode. He's in episode 24, but it's his appearance is pretty crucial to the to the plot. Um, so um, Kyoji, or, or Kaji, um, delivers this uh, embryonic atom to Gendo, who later grafts it in his right hand in his right hand and in the end of evangelion he tries to merge it with ray because ray is a mixture of his wife's dna shinji's mother and she also is has dna from lilith so she's a clone and if he can merge adam and ray and ray with lilith he can create this godlike being who will virtually destroy the entire earth and reduce everybody back to this primordial soup and create this world soul so you can see that the, the underlying kind of philosophy is very eastern you know the, the whole point of gendo's mission in nerve is to uh kind of merge everyone into the uh uh you know the one consciousness uh you find that uh, in hinduism with uh, the brahmin you know all the the, the individual Atman is combined into the, to the whole and another Eastern philosophy. So, uh, the cells cultivated from Adam are, um, virtually the, the building blocks of all the Evangelians, except for unit one and Shinji pilots unit one. Are, are you, are you cutting me off? Nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, are you getting bored there? No. Am I just, am I just going on? Um, But Unit 1, which is Shinji's Eva, basically it was kind of derived from cells cultivated from Lilith, And it also contains the soul of Shinji's mother, who uh, died in an experiment um, uh, using Unit 1. So basically her consciousness is inside uh, um, Shinji's Evangelion. So, I mean, like I said before, Shinji is just like the guy you love to hate. Um, it's the way; it's that way with a lot of the characters. All of the characters come from broken homes, or if you're like Ray, you're not even human, and you don't actually have a human soul because she has the soul of the second angel Lilith. So she's really not even human; she just has human DNA. Um, it's a, in a lot of ways, you, you know, it's not um, not unlike Attack on Titan and The Walking Dead and that there's this constant theme of despair. The the angels are relentless. They always appear, and they just can't seem to get shed of them. And at the end of the series, there's virtually no one left in Tokyo. Um, either everyone is dead or has gone away and the cities in ruins. And that kind of sets up the, the scene for the next part, because I, I don't want to say it's completely devoid of any gospel themes. Um, uh, the, I don't know if you can necessarily call him a Christ-like figure. I wouldn't. I would say that uh, Karo Karo Nagisa, who's the, who has the soul of Adam, and he's the 17th angel, um, I would say he has a Messiah complex. I wouldn't say he's a Christ-like figure. So, like I said, he possesses the soul of Adam, and, of course, all the angels come from Adam, so he's actually Earth's enemy. He's the enemy of all humans. Um, but it's really interesting because he appears in episode 24. It's the only episode he's in, in the original series. And the title of that episode is the last Shisha, um, Sagayo no Shisha. Uh, and it includes two Japanese words read as Shisha. And the first is messenger or apostle. And the other one is dead or like dead person. It's, it's an interesting play, uh, on words. So, um, even though he's not human, Karu is the only person or character in the series that like gives Shinji any kind of unconditional love or any kind of unconditional positive regard. And he's, uh, he appears in episode 24 and he's sitting on the stone. Uh, cause, like I said, everything's been destroyed, um, in the last battle with the 16th angel, um, Armiseo. And Shinji is just kind of walking around and he's, Confused and he's frustrated because he's the only one left. Uh, the character Oscar's uh, like in the mental ward, and Ray uh, remembers nothing because uh, she's a clone. And when one Ray dies, they just bring out another Ray clone. And so Kaoru abruptly tells Shinji that uh, music is beautiful, and he's humming uh, "Ode to Joy" from Beethoven's Ninth. And he begins, like, talking to him just like he would a friend. So they uh, become friends, and, of course, everyone finds out uh, that once Cairo arrives at Nerve, that he was sent by Stele, this other organization that's very secretive, that, that Gendo's in cahoots with. And so he's called the Fifth Child. So Cairo uh, is, like, able to synchronize with uh, the Evangelians um, at this kind of, like, alarming rate you know i guess you could say uh he's has like these perfect like synchronate synchronization scores or like whatever they call them and um at some point throughout episode 24 uh this an issue is like released, and you hear all these like buzzers and bells and everyone starts freaking out because uh someone is going down to terminal dogma or central dogma and they see that it's Kauru, and then it's like, oh, wait, he's an angel. So he's not even human. So they kind of like it dawned on them that, oh, uh, okay, we've been infiltrated by an angel. So they send Shinji down in Unit 1 to pursue him. And Kauru is um, commanding another Evangelion without even being inside, because he can do that because he's an angel. And so that him and Shinji fight it out. uh but Ray is also there, and because Ray is also part angel, she can combat his powers. And so but when Kaoru gets down to central dogma and he sees Lilith, the the angel who was crucified, he realizes that it wasn't Adam. Because if Kaoru um, merges with Adam because he has Adam's soul, he can basically destroy the entire earth and repopulate everything with angels. And so once he realizes this, he lets Senji grab him in Unit One's hand. And he permits him, permits Shinji to kill him. And he says, Because it is my destiny to continue to live, even if it may result in the destruction of humanity. But I can also die here. Life and death are of equal value to me. Dying of your own will, that is the one and only absolute freedom there is. And you are not the being that should die. Your people need the future. Thank you, and I'm glad that I met you. And there's like a period of silence and actually through this whole scene they're playing the um Ode to Joy. And so actually when, when Kaoru enters Central Dogma, um there's the line about the cherub. It's kind of a neat little way they played that. But the the scene ends by Shinji squeezing Kaoru and he crushes him and you see his head fall off and into this into the giant pool of um L C L fluid. So he kind of uh sacrifices his life to save humanity Uh, even though he came to destroy humanity. Um, Like I said, not really a Christ-like figure, but I guess you could say he has a Messiah complex. Um, And then in the new uh, Evangelion 333, I just want to say I don't want to spoil anything because that comes out this February. I can't wait to get it. But (laughs) um, uh, there's a scene where basically Kaoru dies in Shinji's place, and it's a pretty big plot point. And so I I wanted to tie this in with something that you said um, last week, Matthew, because you said people Mm. online debate about uh, who's a better messiah, Jesus, or one of the characters from Modica Magica. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So in the 90s, people drove around with bumper stickers that said, Kauru died for your sins. Supposedly that was controversial. Um, But basically, that's that's my whole spiel about Evangelion. I'm, I'm sure Matthew... So sure you got something you want to say to everybody. But what's your thoughts about Ava?
1: Well, um before I forget though, that um before I forget the uh remember I said some news about, you know, what went down with the whole funding thing. Um it turns out that there – um the funding was just fine until up about episode 18 when when the story kind of got graphic and and there was a lot of uproar about it because you know you know they have they have back then they had different um Different standards, um, you know. This is this is always a problem with whenever you put things on television. You never know for certain um, what's going to upset people, even if you have rules, like you know FCC rules says that you can't do this, you can't do that. But you know where the line is, you don't know. This thing hits, and, and, and it's such a such a problem that the people in charge are the ones that cut the cut the funding on them. Yeah, you know, it just got it got to a certain point where. Um, you know, there's this, this particularly—I don't want to like spoil it too much—but uh, you know, some scenes got pretty bloody and got got really graphic, and people were like upset. <laughs> like, you yeah. Know, people who—I guess people who—I I, could assume that people who followed the show from the very beginning were like, "Oh, wow!" You know, because they're, they're really into. I I could imagine maybe people saying, "Oh, I've heard about the show. Let's watch it." Oh, that's terrible! You know, so they call and make a noise and a commotion, and they're like, okay, well, we're just going to cut the funding for that one because you know, it's just yeah. a line item someplace. They just say, yeah, no more money for you. You're you're causing too much trouble. So, well, I, you know, like, I didn't even know that that was, like, the politics of it. It was just... Well,
0: I mean, because about halfway through, because, I mean, and a lot of this, like, shows here, it has to do with what time something has aired, you know? So this yeah. did start off as more of just, like, your typical Shonen. And, you know, and maybe it's just because I haven't watched it in a while, but I don't remember there being anything... Just really, really bad in the original series. Um, That's
1: because to you and me, it isn't really. Um, to to people in the United States, it isn't really. And on top of that, in the United States, they so say it's just a cartoon. They, they don't think that way in Japan. That's this is not how they, they think because they have a long history of graphic art. You know, um, yeah. if if you want to, you can actually say that the first uh, manga was actually written in in the sixteen hundreds. You know there there is a, a you know a book of legends that's illustrated and has it doesn't have like um, dialogue balloons but it has you know each page has a story that follows through and you could you know you could basically call it the, the first manga they they you know that has meant a lot to them over the years so whenever you put this on television it better be at that certain hour because you know it's it kind of like whenever um, oh what was the elfin lead came on over there well they made sure that one played late at night. Because the yeah, very first yeah. episode of that one is just graphic. I mean, you know, he, you know, heads popping off and and people's arms flying all over the place, blood yeah. everywhere, and and it just yeah. you know that's yeah. and you know, but some people, you know, in the United States, they look at that because well, it was just a cartoon. I mean, yeah, it's kind of graphic, but yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. because because the connection, we don't have a cultural connection to it. You know, that you know, we have comic books, and that's about the end of it. We don't have this long history of you know people didn't just write the legends out in script they they did this really elaborate artwork to go along with it it always followed you know and it always had impact and that's and as soon as they saw some parts of this you know in in those the the you know not just episode 18 but that that general area, they were like, "Yeah, we're, we'll put a stop to this. No more money yeah. for you." And by the well, time they made it to those last few episodes, you'll, yeah, you are right, they were drained out. They didn't have anything left. Well,
0: well too, so, I, I think, because like too, I think the Japanese are far more sensitive to violence.
1: Oh yeah, they got um, very strict. Well, for one thing, you you know, the gun laws. They have real gun laws there. You know, average people, uh uh-uh, You don't have guns. You know, you don't just yeah. walk into a store and buy guns. Yeah, um, it's a big deal to buy a model gun in in Japan. Yeah. Um I mean,
0: I think we're far more um conscious about sexual content and they're definitely far more um conscious that's actually true. about violent. Um so because in, in that regard, I don't I don't remember Evangelion being very bad, but it was violent and very gory. And even if it wasn't like human gore, it was still uh the Evangelions. I think if I remember, um episode 18 is the one where um where they put Shinji's friend and uh, an Ava from America, and it goes berserk. Yeah. And Gendo commands Shinji to kill it, and Shinji doesn't want to, but he overrides his controls, and uh, Ava Unit One just goes crazy on this other Ava, and it starts eating it.
1: Yeah. And it's well, like really gory and that's unsettling. The, yeah. That's that. You know. That was the reference. Now that I yeah. remember, I was. I yeah. was they were, they were like, you know, there was, there was an uproar over it and people yeah. were just, you know, calling and writing and, you know, you know how things, it, 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 people are people everywhere. They do the same kinds of things when they have the opportunity and yeah. they see it on television. They're like, ugh we can't have that anymore. You know, yeah. just, we're going to, and then they cut the funding on them. So that's, yeah. that's, that's how that really went down. I did not know that. I just, yeah. I just thought that for years, the way it was always described was they had this much budget and they just overran. Yeah. Um, no, they, they cut it. Yeah, I mean,
0: I mean, it quickly became darker, and it dealt with a lot more um, adult themes—not in the way we typically think of adult themes, as far as sexuality, but just um, just heavier topics. You know, yeah. a, a, a big point of the show, which really kicked in halfway, was psychoanalysis and getting in the minds of the characters, and of course, all of the all of the characters are mentally unstable, which you would expect to be. Um, coming from the situations they do and face yeah, with attacks the they do, yeah, living in know. the
1: situation that they are, where yeah. where basically the world's economy is geared around all of this trying to survive the the angels. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know that's um, what episode was it? The one with um, where Oscar originally shows, and they have the 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 uh, third Ava Ev- uh, O three on the on the ship. You know, and yeah. they're talking about in there, or uh, was it that one, or was it the one? No, it was it was the one where they were they were talking about how much a failure nerve was because, you know, all this money had been pumped into it. And and, and it seemed like it was an out of control program and nobody knew how it was going to work out. And, you know, our giant robot, that's going to get the job done. You know, yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) that's going to get the job done there. You know, and and of course, that didn't work out. But they they were talking about the guy makes this point of, you know, we diverted money into your thing and 20,000 people starved to death because of you. You know, yeah. Because I mean, the point that they're really making is is that we've, because a Japanese person would understand this, from World War II, because of the rationing that went on, you know, money went to the war effort and a whole lot of people just starved to death because there just wasn't an, any, the, the resources just weren't there. And, that, you know, as soon as you hear that in, in, that, in that episode, that's an echo of, of, you know, governments doing, you know, the, the Japanese government doing that to the people when they were trying desperately to win the war which you know that's that's the reason why i tell everybody they ought to they ought to see uh grave of the fireflies so that they can Mm. see you know that's one of those few times where they do an anime it's it's not impossible for him to do it but they'll do an anime that is historical you know and in this case it is it's not a perfectly true story but it's autobiographical the guy that wrote the story says Say what
0: Oh, I said, "Oh wow, I didn't know that." Yeah,
1: it's it's uh, in fact um, the guy that, that wrote the story wrote the book. Uh, it's an apology to his sister because he didn't keep the promise that he made her. Uh-huh. His little sister. So yeah. you know, so everybody ought to watch that. So you say, and said, then all of a sudden, a whole bunch of other anime th- things about it that make sense <laughs> that didn't yeah. before because just because of the cultural aspect of it. So,
0: yeah. but, I think with, with Ava, that's a big one because I, I think what. Gendo is trying to, not Gendo, <laughs> Hideaki, um, Hideaki Anno, I think what he's trying to get at is that um, so much of anime is unrealistic. And this, I think it does reflect the conditions and the expectations that are placed on young people in Japan. Because the whole point of Ava is that if you give a 14-year-old kid these responsibilities of saving the world, like in every other mecha thing, he's not going to succeed. He's going to fail and fail miserably. And that's what happens in Evangelion. You know, yes, he, yes, he may be able to to do it time after time, but eventually, in the end, it's not going to pan out. Which, uh, which I'll talk about end of Eva here in just a minute. But um, you know, Shinji, he, he does just what he does because he has to, because he has to, and because he's told to, not because he wants to. So he does everything begrudgingly, and the expectations just keep getting more and more and more. Yeah, and it, the whole well, it's because the
1: situation is just more and more. It's just
0: yeah, you yeah. Know, so it's, you know, it's not like the typical Mecca thing where you have the kid who's just like perfect, and he's all gung-ho about everything, and he's, he's determined he's nothing's going to stop him and no matter how hard it gets. And I think that's just kind of his commentary. It's just like, well, that, that's just that's just not how it's going to work. But yeah. uh, I'm not sure how much time we have left here.
1: Well, we're at one hour and 18 minutes so far. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes, we, we just,
0: yeah, yeah. We totally believe in this one. But just, just a few comments on uh, End of Evangelion. Um, we've said it before, and I'll say it again I can't recommend it, but I can't keep you from watching it but what I like about it is that it's a true apocalypse uh, and probably in the truest sense of the word because it's just not about the end of the world but it's full of this symbolism and religious imagery just like when you read the apocalypse and I also like the fact that everyone dies in the end because true to form with Evangelion there's no way Shinji's going to save the world or any other 14 year old for that matter so yes, everyone dies because you entrusted the care of the world and all humanity to a fourteen-year-old. That's my two cents worth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how do we say goodbye to this? Okay, here's what. Here is a commandment for you. It is. It's not a holy commandment. It's not even. It's not even like one where you're going to lose a finger or a hand because you didn't do it. But do you think you can finish monochromatic magic before next week?
0: I will try.
1: Okay, you will try, but I didn't ask if you would try. I said, Do you think you can? Do
0: I think I can? Yeah. I think I probably can, but do I think I will?
1: Um uh, <laughs> You belong yeah. in Evangelion. You have you have that serious original sin and you're causing despair. You're causing awful despair. So so assuming that you get around to that, eventually we'll get around to talking about poela magi, madoka magika and because that's how they would say it in Japan. And You've been listening to Angel Repair Juice. Now let me give out some information again. You know, Angel Repair Juice PC at gmail.com. If you send us an email there, you can actually, you know, tell us that, hey, Henry, you're nuts. That's not what Neon Genesis is about at all. And then here'll come the mile-long email. Yeah. Angel yeah. <laughs> Angel Repair Juice PC at gmail.com. <laughs> or look for us Angel Repair Juice at WordPress or at dot And you know, look for us on Facebook. You can me. my name is Matthew Pancake. He is in Revolt and come back and listen to us next time on another edition say goodbye Henry
0: goodbye fans of myself and (laughs) Matthew
1: oh and Matthew okay and Matthew come back and listen to Angel Fair Juice again next time